The Harlem Globetrotters have been around for nearly a century. They originally launched in Chicago in 1926 and have played untold numbers of exhibition games across the nation and the world. Over the decades, the Globetrotters have made numerous forays onto TV, folding together their signature brand of athleticism, comedy, and goodwill. For me, and for generations of viewers, they were a fixture of childhood TV experience across their live action and animated shows. Who can ever forget their appearance in Scooby-Doo movies and on Gilligan's Island? After 40 years, the Globetrotters are back on TV with Play It Forward from Hearst Media Production Group. The show debuted last fall on NBC's The More You Know EI lineup. I'm Michael Depp, and this is Talking TV. Today, a conversation with Keith Dawkins, who took the helm as president of the Globetrotters and its parent company, Hirschend Entertainment Studios, last year. Dawkins is a veteran cable executive, having spent 17 years at Viacom, where his roles included EVP at Nickelodeon and running the sports initiative he launched there. Coming up, a conversation about the Globetrotters' return to screens, what they've meant to audiences over the decades, and how the franchise is being reinvented to find new audiences. Talking TV is brought to you by Futuri, whose post for TV podcasting system is specifically designed for the needs of TV broadcasters. Post for TV makes going from newscast to podcast an effortless transition. It enables broadcasters to create, publish, analyze, and monetize both broadcast on-demand and original podcast series from the same platform. Post for TV is a powerful system for capturing podcast opportunities in a turnkey fashion. It ingests and automatically edits newscast audio for optimum fidelity and publishes blocks or full newscasts to on-demand audio platforms. You can learn more about Post for TV at futurimedia.com slash Post for TV. Welcome, Keith Dawkins, to Talking TV. Good to see you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Keith, you hear that whistling version of Sweet Georgia Brown, and it just does something to you, doesn't it? So it's interesting. I was uh, I was uh, having this conversation very recently that uh, I've never been involved with something that you mentioned the name Harlem Globetrotters to and by the way, you know, I, I have a lot of former business partners, there'll be current business partners, hopefully from like the globe, um, who you mentioned the Harlem Globetrotters, the brand awareness is unbelievably off the charts. It brings a smile to everyone's face. I've never seen anyone do a frown down. They mentioned the Globetrotters, it's, it's, it's frown up. And they just start to speak to the music or the first time they saw them or the, or the Meadowlark or the Curly. And it's really, um, it's just a really, it's a thrilling journey to be on, to see, to be connected with a brand or a property or intellect, right? That brings that type of joy to people. And, and the music is um, absolutely a part of that journey for them. Just brings you back in a couple of notes. What yeah. is it about the Globetrotters that has endured so long? You know, I think there's a few things, you know, I think part of it, you know, so I'm speaking both for me and for people when they tell me this, when they tell me their version of this, um, it's just joy. Right. So if you go see the Harlem Globetrotters, it's like all your problems go away and you, and you leave them behind you. Right. And they just bring joy and possibilities and these kind of memories worth repeating. So there's that. Um, for some also, you know what, the Globetrotters were diversity inclusion before anyone was talking about diversity inclusion. Right. So to, to feel the power of that um, in front of them um, is powerful. Um, there's humor. It's something for everyone. 
um, it's inclusive, it's families. Um, so it's just like kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and it just seems to permeate and speak through every generation. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone has a great time when they, when you, when you get them to the Harlem Globetrotters brand, they just have a great time and they want to come back to that and experience that again. Um, if they were a kid, if they were a parent or a grandparent, they feel the joy and look at the, the, the kids enjoyment. They're still having a great time themselves. And it's just, again, it's like the gift that keeps on giving and people can't get enough of it. And they love to, they love to share that forward. I think the Globetrotters and Dolly Parton are the only two things. <laughs> Everything else, no, but we got those two things. So Keith, you, you're a TV executive. You joined mm -hmm. the group to push further into new content areas. What exactly is your remit at the Globetrotters? Well, you know, it's funny. I don't, that's true. And yet I don't think about it that way. I think about it as, you know, here's this brand, like I said, right? Almost a hundred years old in 2026. Uh, the brand awareness is off the charts. Um, but, or, and the opportunity is, and I think of my job is, how do I get more people to touch and feel and experience the Harlem Globetrotters brand, right? And right now, today, the tour is the way you do that, right? We some 250 plus tour dates all around North America, another 100 plus tour dates around the globe. And it is a powerful part of what we do. It's the lifeblood of what we do. But when you think about an audience today and the way the world is today, we consume content in a variety of ways, or we consume brands, intellectual properties in a variety of ways. And that could be gaming, that could be streaming platforms, that could be a mobile devices, licensing and merchandise um, experience, live experience, um, digital and social media extensions. So my thing is to position the Harlem Globetrotters, right? We Someone figured out 96 years ago, the essence of the brand. So I'm like, that's not the heavy lift we have to do. How do we take them as an intellectual property, position them so they can swim down all the streams, all the lanes, all the pipes and the avenues to connect with uh, audiences today? And mm -hmm. it has multiple audiences, right? When you think about a brand being that old. So that's really the assignment. That's really the remit to me, positioning them at the center of this kind of wheel, right? And letting them swim and breathe down all the lanes to connect with an audience. And then you can make them even more relevant today. But most importantly to me is setting them up to be um, as powerful 100 years from now uh, as they are today. Um, so to me, that's the journey. Well, of course, TV is how many people came to know the Globetrotters. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned, other media are also now critically important. So how is this a multimedia push so far? And what other platforms are becoming the most important for the brand? Well, I don't uh, think of any one of them being... Uh, more important than the others because each of them occupies a different space for the audience. But to the first part of your question, listen, um, I was super excited. Um, you know, one of my theses in the back of my head or two of them was one, I just want people to know the Harlem Globetrotters are open for business, right? That we are out there for strategic partners to come on board and, and um, you know, we'll figure out what our, we know what our uh, strategic imperatives are and they'll know what theirs are and we, we meet each other in the middle. Um, so that's number one. And number two, my other kind of little thesis was, and still is, there's a 45 to 60 year old decision maker, film the blank company USA, who has an affinity for the Harlem Globetrotters, right? And so you can call them up and that's a potential deal that you can do today. Um, I don't know if that's the case, right? If, if we've missed multiple generations in the past. So Hearst Media Production Group is the example of that, of uh, decision makers who understood um, and understand what the Harlem Globetrotters fundamentally are about, um, have a content EI block um, and a platform um, uh, and we have the right type of content. We have the right type of brand uh, that could work there. So when they reached out and we started talking, 
Um, and they probably understood that, you know, based on my background, that hmm, maybe content will be important to this guy um, as, a, as a place in which he wants to bring the Globe Charters into. So they've been a fantastic partner uh, once we got that deal in place and um, put our production brains together and, and got Play It Forward on the air at NBC, part of the More You Know block. And it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic uh, to bring the Harlem Globe Charters back um, for the first time in 40 years. Um, introduce it to a group of fans who are eight or nine or 11 years old who maybe haven't been to the tour yet. And they're like, wow, that's our home globe shotters. Or it just remind people who have been there of um, the power of them. And in this case, not just as performers, but as human beings, um, the type of work that they do organically when no one's watching away from the courts, all the philanthropic work, the goodwill ambassador work that we talk about. So um, as our first foray back into the kind of linear content space, I couldn't be more excited um, about that. Now, you're being non-committal about other platforms being more important than than other than others might be, but well, they do seem purpose-built for TikTok. Like the Harlem Globetrotters are just just right in that wheelhouse. Are they? Yeah. Are they killing it on TikTok? Yes. So the reason why I'm I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be non-committal. What I'm saying is, I come from the space where TV, in that traditional sense, was the holy grail. And there's a potential arrogance and hubris around that by not understanding or not wanting to recognize that, you know, YouTube is a powerful platform, TikTok's a powerful platform, uh, Instagram's a powerful platform, Facebook is still a powerful platform, and the list goes on, and all of them need to be used, need to be used differently um, and tailor-made for whatever you're trying to achieve with your audience. And so the beauty now with the Globetrotters is I don't have to think that way of, oh, I need to uh, make something for that linear screen to drive ad sales and ratings. I need to think about how do I use all the power of these platforms for my hidden parenthetically family audience, my Gen Z crowd and my older crowd and all of them are different. So you're right. Globe charts are tailor-made for the digital social age. And by the way, uh, not only the Globe charts is a brand tailor-made for that, our players who are digitally socially native, they've grown up in this social media age. They are natural content uh, creators for those platforms and those mediums and consumers in those things and those spaces. Um, so it's phenomenal to be able to work with them and work with our partners to see growth on TikTok, Instagram, and our other social media platforms, because those are powerful platforms for our brands, for sure. So they're back on TV screens now, um, but for those just checking back in with the team, it's a very different looking team than it was when I was growing up. Most notably, there are women playing now, which maybe yeah. you know. How else is this a modernized Globetrotters? Well, you know, interesting. I, I think of uh, just to the women on the team and to the modernized globe charters, um, that just speaks to the natural ethos of the globe charters, right? So again, back to the globe charters being an all black team when no one was using the word DNI back in the day. And when you look at the landscape of sports, I'm going back in the fifties and sixties, right? Not integrated, right? So that's always been a part of who globe charters are. So it was a natural progression then for Lynette Woodard back in the mid 1980s um, to be the first woman Globetrotter, right? And the Globetrotters have always been leading edge in that way, leading edge in the four-point shot, leading edge on a three-point shot, leading, leading edge in the way they, the style of play, leading edge on the inclusivity of women um, in the sport. So then for me, that both lines up with the kind of, uh, the natural DNA of the brand, the emotional intelligence of the brand, but then putting that to the side, 51% of the audience are women, um, and when you come to our arena and you look around and you see all the mothers and parents and young girls where it's like, we need to have a product that lines up uh, with the offering of the consumer. Um, so that's where maybe my media entertainment background, you know, lies. it's like, we look at the audience, who's the audience, 
um, what is it that we should be delivering to them as a product and as a consumer that right that kind of makes them just fall more deeply in love with the brand and so creating more opportunities for women as part of the globe charters organization um, both on the court and in the executive ranks is is really important to me so the show doesn't just unfold on the court but it's also <clears throat> in communities and getting a bit into the players lives as well so what, what's the aim with the structure of the show yeah, so it's a magazine format show, and that's really what the what the idea is, right? Hearst um, provides the perfect kind of platform with NBC and the More You Know block, right? Um, in terms of the nature of the content that's there, and again, this kind of goodwill ambassador work of the Globe Trotters is what we call our corporate social responsibility initiative um, that layers itself around education, health and wellness, and community empowerment. And so, even before we gave it that actual structure uh, for the Globe Trotters, if, if you get to know our players, that's what they do, right? They Thanksgiving handout turkeys in their communities. Um, they do mentoring programs. They have camps that they are involved with, with the kids um, for some of our women players, actually some of our, 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 our men as well who are parents of young girls, right? The, the um, kind of impact and mentoring of young girls and creating um, an environment that allows them to thrive and grow and be, you know, uh, great women in our society and contributors, all these things are important to them. And so being able to use the show is kind of a showcase where we can show the type of work that um, Glow Shutters do with various foundations and various civic organizations or uh, farm to table uh, uh, um, kind of food stands and, and farming organizations, right? Um, it's a great vehicle for that. You really get to know the heart and the DNA of the players and therefore you get to know the heart and the DNA of the Glow Shutters brand. Um, and who they are away from the court and the type of things that they care about doing in the community organically really come across powerfully in the show. And Craig Robinson is is hosting. Um, how did he come to be on board? <laughs> because uh, just the way you started off this conversation, uh, he's a Globetrotter fan. And so when it got around to him, it was, I, I'm not exaggerating, it felt like less of an ask yeah, and more of a, right? not at all. He was like, I, 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 like, I need to do this. Um, and so you can't, you can't make that stuff up. He's just a Globe Trotters fan. Um, because just the same for a lot of us. It spoke to him when he was a kid. Um, and he felt the power of it. So for him, I mean, think about all the stuff that he does out there on planet Earth that that's you know that everyone knows him for, right? Um, and so it was, it's a real honor that he wanted to be a part of this, and his fandom drove that. Mm -hmm. Now I understand, I read that the, the Globe Trotters filed a petition with the NBA to be an expansion franchise. What's the state of that? Uh, it's not something that I focus on. That happened, uh, you know, it's out there in the press and it happened before I was on board. Um, for me, what I'm really focused on is, you know, and, and, and this is what I wake up and live, but it's like, how do I have every kid and therefore their families touch the Globe Charter brand in some way, shape or form? Um, is is anything outside of that for me is a, is a distraction, quite frankly. Okay. Well, finally, Keith, we all know the Globetrotters arch rivals are the poor Washington generals who did manage to, to win apparently a game once many years ago. Is there any chance that the generals will ever win again? It's so funny you characterize as the poor Washington. We love the generals. We love the generals. Listen, the generals try their hardest <laughs> day in, day out, week in, week out. If you come see them now, they are really fired up. They talk to the crowd. They talk to the to the uh to the globe shotters saying we're tired of your tricks and, and we're gonna and and some of the games actually get uh very close well there's um, real play in these games right i mean they're, they're, it's not listen, just all scripted it's some of this stuff is just you know what happens in the moment right these are let, let's not fool people these are talented 
Division one basketball players, Division two basketball players, folks who have played in G leagues, folks who have played in professional leagues all over the globe. Um, uh, maybe you can, but the rest of us, I played sports. You cannot play with these folks. This is this is the real deal, um, both on the globe shotter side and the and the and the general side. These are these are players, pro players, and so yeah, they dial it up and they compete and and they bring it. And uh, the generals are competitive and they don't want to lose out there every week. So. The Globetrotters have to have their game on every single night because the generals are coming. I love it. I love it. Well, Keith, it's been a pleasure talking to you about the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, Play It Forward is on Saturday mornings. Thanks so much for being here. Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, thanks for having us. And uh, we'd love to come back again. We really appreciate the time. Thank Happy you. New Year. Happy New Year. You can watch past episodes of Talking TV on tvnewscheck.com and on YouTube. We're back most weeks with a new episode. And who knows, maybe we'll be doing a few layups next time. See you then. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.